Ain't no party without Jesus living inside of you. So get salvation, it's a ticket to the party, won't you? This life is great and you must know just see the beauty everywhere. Having the best of everything, my God is with me every day. Oh, my man, I'm in my zone. Make you bound to share a little favor. I love him for my moon I'm a demon, you're sending move away. This is how we roll, we root. Show you swag up to a little. Number two, man, I'm winning. If you're twang, I'm winning. Now do the step, step, please, over. Now do the step, step, please, over. I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. You so blessed and looking fresh Biggest stars are in this place From the movies to the music Have some fun, forget the worry Jump around and tag somebody Hello, oh, oh, oh Hello, oh, oh, oh Hello, oh, oh, oh Hello, oh, oh, oh Hello
Oja, we can't hear you. Okay. As always, I was whining about uh, the weather here. How <laughs> that this is April, and we had uh, full snow coming from work, take 15 minutes cleaning my vehicle. I'm like, what's going on, man? There's coronavirus <laughs> to complain about. Now I have to complain about snow in April. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who does that? Do you have snow in your area? This snow is it all the way up to there? Yeah, it's falling right now. My goodness. You know that it was 80 degrees yesterday here. It's supposed to be like that. No, it's not. How is the weather on your side there? It's like Lusaka, man. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> you should have said Mufrida No, because Mufrida is warmer than Lusaka. Uh. That's why. <laughs> we haven't reached to the perfect, to the sweet spot yet. I'll tell you when it gets to Mufrida. <laughs> ah, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, people are just miserable. Um, Oh, I don't know. Uh, this is the no, but it was a whole home. Quarantine yourself. Well, some so of us have I'm to not wait. going out today because of snow. That's all. Well, well, and you are quarantined too. Yes. So it is not uh, just that. Big Kelvin, what's going on, big guy? Hello, Roger. Hello, Roger. Hello, uh, my idol, Dr. Kalonde. How's um, your day today? It's, uh, my day is okay, but it's snowing, my brother. It's not uh, a fantastic day. It's promoting self-isolation, Dr. Kalonde. Look at it from the positive That's side. true. That's true. Actually, it's true. Yes. No, uh, Indiana is not very warm. Uh, Thursday we were at uh, 72 degrees. Today we're at 55. So, yeah. Yeah, probably That's this uh, uh, wave is is heading your side. Uh, Midwest always uh, gets it, although you are classified as the east. But you are mid. You are mid there. Midway. Anyway. Yeah. I would I wouldn't be shocked if we had snow in April. Indiana weather is that crazy. Oh, it's coming. That's what we are trying to tell you. We are telling you that it's coming. Yeah. Uh, two yeah. two four. This this number which is confusing me. Uh, two two four two six zero one. Is this uh, Miss Carol? No. Good morning, everybody. This is Blair listening in from uh, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, hey Blair. What's what's now. what's going on, my man? Yeah. We're in quarantine. That's what's going on. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, praying for the past, you know, it passes over. <laughs> yeah. Chicago is one of those places having a, a tough time with this thing, Blair. Yes. The city is pretty heat, actually. They've they resolved the, the, prison, uh, the prison thing. Uh what have they resolved to do about the prisoners? 
that one is going to be tough because they're trying to release those with uh, minor offenses so that uh, you know they 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 limit the spread. But it's mm. still it's still unresolved because you know the the facilities they're trying to move people around, but when they move again, they they have to be tested. So it, it's still in flex. They're still dealing with that one. Yeah. We, we don't know what, what uh, you, you, you are saying. Mine, uh, last week uh, on radio here, we said those who were not supposed to be in jail in the first place. Uh, exactly. So mm-hmm. this system is uh, hitting them real, real hard, uh, the, 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 the Americans, in my view. Uh, anyway. Uh, in Atlanta, Mr. Bela. I was going over there. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. My brother, I'm in snow. I'm in isolation. Um, but I have people to talk to. You know, I have to fight him and 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 his capitalism uh, the whole week. I don't know if it's a whole month. So that keeps me going at least. Make um, it a my, year. My mind is not. Yeah, you know what I mean. My mind is not hooked up to, to Roger, the Roger, Roger, capitalism has failed. Look at how many people have died in, cap- in a capitalist state, country. They, they, they are looking at it like a, really it's an embarrassment for this country. It's, it's saddening that uh, this is how America can perform. It's an embarrassment. Okay. So is, is listening... I, I wouldn't say anything. I, 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 if I say something, is going to start calling me names. Is it listening? No, you want me to say something? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Let's keep it on the side. No, 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 not yet. Ooh, ooh, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. Uh, for now, we just want to say hello. This uh, depressing stuff, uh, people just need to say hello. Uh, before we go to business, Vayama, Vayama in um, Pennsylvania. When I was in Zambia, Vayama, Pennsylvania, we used to say, Kukitwe, ask this young man, Kelvin, he'll tell you. Kelvin, what we used to call Pennsylvania in, in Kitu? Ah, she said, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, that is true.
but 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 I love my state. I, I love my state, and I love the capitalism of uh, of Pennsylvania. You know, I love my state. Yeah. I, I I loved Pennsylvania when I visited, especially Lancaster, Wyama, where the Amish are. I I I, I like that, uh, that that area. It never looked very very scary. Yeah, again, you love it. Like you know, uh, you can get the best coffee, the best convenience stores. It's laid out real good, uh, Yama. And a visit again, you, you're real, you'll like it. There's no other place yeah. like that. You know, you're in the city, you're on the farmland, and uh, it, it's uh, uh, it's a beautiful place. How is visit. the Hamish, uh, um, uh, the Hamish who? Uh, the, the Hamish uh, society uh, doing there? Uh, back in... Um, in Delaware, they started having problems. You know, they move in cuts. So, because people with vehicles, they were disturbing those, the people started moving out. Uh, I think most of them were coming to Lancaster. I don't know how that community is uh, over there, I am. It is, I think we are having the same problem. We are facing the same problem. And uh, there's a time that I did Hoover, and uh, they're using Hoover these days. And I can't wait to have uh, self-driving cars because I think it's going to benefit them the most uh, if we, when we have uh, self-driving cars. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm sure the community <laughs> is looking to uh, self-driving cars. Well, the bottom people. of the hour, I'm going to join Mwinemu uh, Sunga from wherever he is. He's going to join us himself. And we are looking at a big question today. Who will help Africa? Uh, first, Musawa castigated me for asking this simple question. And then he started offloading some very, very heavy stuff. So I told him, this is what I meant. Who will help Africa? Now, we've seen uh, the capitalists, as we were saying, uh, they just printed 2.2 uh, 2 million, uh, uh, whatever two, two they call trillion. it, nothing. Two, two trillion, mm-hmm. two trillion. Now they're talking about another 2.3 trillion. Uh, well, Africa don't have that luxury to do that. We don't have that luxury to to print money. Um, we we uh, don't, but we can divert resources. That money that was uh, being wasted by garavanting of the president, they can exactly. divert it in the right okay. Those are the things we want. Those are the things we want on top of the, the hour. Who uh, will help Africa? Um, again, Musaba told me it was the wrong question, but... It, the fact is that we are always receiving aid himself from all, all these uh, people. They are the people who are helping us. But we ask a question as who will help Africa? Africa today, can you imagine those who depend on tourism, um, who are big on tourism, the Kenyans? Uh, ourselves, we have a little bit uh, coming through tourism. All that has dried up. Uh, the Chinese... Be- before you lose your thoughts, sorry to interrupt. Yes. Can you give the name to the people that are giving you help? A name. Do they have a name? Uh, the World Bank of this world, the IMF, ah. the United States put money in there. That is not Those are the people we open. World Bank World Bank doesn't give help. The World Bank gives you loans. Well, if you if you know what I mean, anyway. 
uh, America. I, I was hoping you say the capitalists, but anyway, let's let's continue. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 Americans don't run to World Bank to borrow money. We do, and it's not pretty. That's the point. Okay, so so those are the uh, things we are going to uh, 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 discuss today. Uh, how this. COVID-19, COVID uh, if it's not going to be a, we, we, we have, uh, sorry, my mind sometimes gets started, we have the Ethiopia Airlines, it is on the brink of collapse, the Prime Minister is crying over there, I sent something to Musaba, they don't know what to do, who is going to, to help them out, so that is a cry. And uh, the people on the Zambia Block Talk Radio, you are probably going to help us uh, solve solve the, uh, that, that problem. Uh, before we do that, uh, anybody, I, I like to give people to tell me something, what is uh, on, on their mind. Nathan, yeah, tell Sarah, me what is on your mind. Is what is on, on my mind, Nathan, yesterday, Easter, I was mm. going to, to work. Uh, in the evening, and I passed by our massive uh, church we have here, First Elias. It's huge, and there was one vehicle there, one lonely vehicle parked mm. over there. I'm like, whoa! I just said, whoa! You know, th this is a, 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 a church where it doesn't matter what time of the day. There, there should be a minimum of at least 20 vehicles back there. But yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, Easter, Easter, there was one small little vehicle. I don't know if it has a tire puncture or what the problem was. But Easter, yeah, I, I, yesterday, Easter? Yes. Good Friday. Good Friday. Roger, Roger, Good Friday, Good Friday, Good Friday, Good Friday. Number eight. Mm -hmm. Good Friday. Yeah. What is on my mind is the misleading, uh, the condescending so-called prophets or people who are claiming that God has shown them Something about this COVID period where God has not showed anybody anything. Stop lying. Okay? They should stop lying. This is a pandemic that has happened just like everything else happens in the world. You see, the problem is that we are living in a generation, this is what is on my mind. I'm not claiming to be right or factual. I'm just stating what's on my mind. Do not be deceived by somebody who is claiming that God has showed them something. You see, the problem is the church or the, anything to do with Christianity has been so abused that the moment somebody uses the name God, everybody just freezes or shrinks and they start listening. Learn to read the Bible for yourself. That's what's on my mind. <laughs> we, 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 like, we like that. Uh, somebody else? What is uh, on their mind? What is on their mind as Facebook was? Yes, um, actually, um, I am 
today on my radio show, I am memorializing um, Kawichanda, the colleague who died in Los Angeles from COVID-19. Kawichanda yes. just got promoted two, two months ago to regional wow. manager for uh, Los Angeles Community Colleges District, which has seven wow. colleges together. He was just promoted as a regional manager for IT. And the, he was teaching some of the classes, actually, for IT as the adjunct um, instructor. So I'm memorializing him on the radio. And the, as a group, uh, we are meeting every day on the uh, Zoom to, you know, remember our colleague. Uh, I lived with Kawi for a long, long, long time, actually, in Los Angeles. I found him there when I got, he had just come in from Zambia. I, I found him there in 1994. He was going to, uh, to the same college. And the, uh, yeah, and the, after I finished, they hired him as a, a lab technician uh, in the computer labs. And he started rising from there. And sadly, Two months ago, they, they promoted him. Sorry, likely they promoted him two months ago. Uh, after going through a lot of colleges, he was he was quite a uh, a good, 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 good gentleman. To be honest with you, and uh, yeah, we've lost a young, young killer in California uh, in the community. So. We are meeting today again in the evening. Yesterday we met as men, women met as women. Today we are combining. And uh, yeah. So this uh, uh, man is also died from uh, coronavirus. Yes, he died from coronavirus actually. On the 19th of this uh, last month, uh, we texted each other. Uh, I I texted him saying, but Professor Mrishani, knowing that he was teaching some classes, so I called him, but Professor, but Professor Mrishani, he responded mm-hmm. that, um, Dara, Mrishani, then he wrote, uh, are you quarantined? He asked me. But by that time, I think it was either in his body or uh, maybe it was just before he got it. And the uh, a week and a half ago, his uncle called me around the 05 in the morning, which was like 04 in California. He called me to say, Cowboy is in the hospital. I said, Where? He said that Marina Del Rey. Then he, I think they are moving him today to Cedar Sinai in Beverly Hills. I said, Oh my God. Then he, two days after, he sent a text at me. Is he now responding to prompts, and they uh, they are moving him on the ventilator for him to to do the prompts and those such things. And uh, then he, on Wednesday, he he didn't call me. My ex-wife called me, and she was crying, screaming. I said, "What has happened?" I was very worried because my daughter was still in Missoula. Cool. She was trying to, you know, finalize uh, her stay there 
in the apartment, and uh, I got concerned because she was not telling me. Then she says, Kabuyafu. I was just in shock. So that's how we lost this young guy. He had a child, a boy, 12 years, and the, uh, he survived by a wife, uh, Pamela Kavalata. Remember Judge Kavalata? Pamela yes. Kavalata. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Judge Kavalata died when he was visiting his daughter uh, in Tennessee. He, Judge Kavalata had the sat on the plane for some time and whatever. Then he developed embolism and he died from embolism as he was resting in the chair in the house. So that's what has happened to Kawachanda. Yeah, Dr. Musanja has been following up uh, uh, that um, uh, Doc, you, 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 you are our stay, stay word when it comes to uh, uh, these things. How, how many of uh, our people uh, in, in our community uh, have you heard of who are affected uh, with the uh, coronavirus? Uh, uh, first of all, I want to correct information that came through the media in Zambia. Uh, in Zambia, they are very... Uh, they just say things that uh, we without... To, Big factor. Uh, information has come out that three Zambians have died of coronavirus in America. I think that information is uh, not true. And uh, I'll, let me emphasize the word I think because if they are talking uh, of the three Zambians, yes, I know there are three Zambians who have died, but the only one, Chanda uh, Kawe, has died from coronavirus complications. The other two, including our chairlady here in Philadelphia, died of uh, other uh, medical uh, problems. Yeah, now, uh, the, apart from the one who has passed on, uh, I also know that uh, there we have some survivor, survivors. One lady in Houston, uh, survived the coronavirus and uh, the young man in New York um, I forget the, their, their names uh, they have survived so all we can do is to, to pray I think that is our best weapon because some of us uh, like myself I stay at home as much as I can but uh, our wives our five spouses they are in, most of them are in these healthy uh, workers. My that's wife true. is a that's true. nurse. So the best we can we want to do is to observe the regulations, uh, observe social distancing, don't go out too much uh, to the stores and the, all the other things that is. Maybe we can survive it. Yeah, that, that is uh, uh, the, the key word. Maybe we can survive. We hope we will uh, survive. Um, uh, the, the New York numbers uh, have been... Hey! And then we have our friends are from... Uh, 
from Florida, they, they have their own ideas there. You know, they want to open up stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, our thoughts to uh, our friend, Tanda. Uh, uh, is he married very, very quickly, Wakalonde? Is he married yeah, I, uh, with I kids? Yeah, I mentioned that he's married to Pamela Kabalata. Uh, okay. Yes, and uh, they have a child uh, who's 12 years uh, old, a boy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes. That's now, is that some Zoom meeting, is it uh, public or is it just private? No, it's public, actually. We are sharing it on the... Uh, whenever we... We... we, we the, the, we are sharing it on WhatsApp. We have a WhatsApp group where we have invited a lot of people, and uh, we are sharing uh, that Zoom room, uh, the, the ID and the password on Zoom. Please, I will. The meetings are starting at 7 p.m. Uh, that's when the meetings. I don't know today's meeting, what time it's going to start. Uh, you know, it is quite a... Uh, there is also a uncle who uh, who brought Cabo in America, a, a Mr. Chanda, former Zambia Airways employee, uh, or rather engineer, who brought him here. So he's also part of the Zoom and he's part of our meeting. And it's quite devastating, honestly, to lose a young man like him um, so early in life from uh, yeah. coronavirus. Yeah, and the, and the pictures, uh, the, the the bad parties, uh, uh, the pictures we are seeing from New York, those who are unclaimed, the way they they are being buried, uh, Nathan, you might think you are mm-hmm. seeing something outside the United States. You are in some middle east, exactly. you know, mass grave, mass graves. Uh, yeah. uh, as human beings, we are used to uh, having a proper funeral, so you have a, a you have closure. But there is no room for that, uh, as far as uh, uh, this epidemic, which which has uh, which has come. Anyway, so let's see, let's look uh, at Roger. the uh, Roger. Roger. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As you mentioned, Florida. Um, I just wanted to say that I know what we see from the governor or the. Uh, <laughs> what do you call them? The the mayors. They may not seem to yes. be on the same page, but at the same time, I think Florida has done a pretty good job in ensuring. Because when you look at the, we expected to be maybe four times worse than we are in Florida because of the nature of the business and the industry here. It's all tourism. It's all travel. So you really did expect uh, way uh, you know to be hit worse. But I think our our leaders have done a good job. Um, in ensuring that all businesses that uh, have maybe more than 10 people in one premises, they are shut down. The schools are shut down. The colleges are shut down. So, I mean, the churches, uh, yes, for the most part, uh, those who go to church, it will be the, the crew. The skeleton crew are the ones that are meeting. Uh, there were people like Rodney who initially was meeting, but, you know, and, and it was uh, an anomaly. It's not the norm. You know, so I think in all fairness, Florida has done a pretty good job in trying to stabilize things and keep it where they are. We, can we do more? Absolutely. You know, uh, but there's a yeah, we, emphasis we, we, on... We actually, 
Actually, you know, the, the situation that Florida put itself in when they were opening up the beaches and those such things and the kids going there for spring break and those such things, uh, a lot of kids that have uh, got it also, they got it from, uh, from Florida during spring break. And uh, they came from other states and they went and shared back in their states. Uh, I can't say that Florida's leadership has done very good. We thought the same with the, our national leadership. Look where we are. Yeah, but but understand. But this but this, this was like a, a month ago. I would uh, I would want to cite with you a little more. But we are going uh, quite quite a distance into this thing. And really, like I'm saying, where they were projecting, even the leaders, what they were projecting, we have not hit those numbers. You know uh, what have been projected, and it's because of some of the measures that have been taken. And, and you know, so I think we, when we, when when we criticize or analyze, I, I would like to take everything into consideration, you know, and look at where are we, where where could we have been, and uh, what are we doing on the ground. Those of us that live here, I think we are seeing things that are being done. We are seeing every almost like the local TV stations. It's almost 24 hours educating and informing people. Um, you know, people out there, campaigns going on, people who go door to door, our law enforcement people. So I, I would not classify it as not having done uh, a good job. Spring break, yeah, maybe we should have closed before then. But after that, and what we have seen, I think we have done a fairly reasonable. Um, when people are dying, you can't say you've done a good job. You can only do a good job if zero people die. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. So... Okay, thank you, thank you for for for, for sharing, uh, and I'm sure we, I mean fingers will be pointed, whether they like it, whether they like it. Yeah, fingers are going to be pointed. Uh, like New York Governor said yesterday, uh, we want to find out what what happened. How, why did we go so wrong? And then you went ahead and and added to that. Do we want to make the same mistake which we made? We don't know what happened, and now we want to start opening up stuff without really knowing where this thing is going. You, you know, uh, that, that guy has been educating uh, Mr. Mr. Trump. Do you see Kelvin, uh, that guy, um, uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, becoming maybe being selected uh, uh, vice president for uh, this guy? What is his name? Uh, Biden. Biden. That's that's a winning ticket, Kelvin. Uh, you don't make uh, political decisions uh, based on emotions. That's what I can say, and I say this uh, uh, obviously in reference to how McCain uh, perceived uh, the popularity of uh, Sarah Palin. Governor Cuomo has done a great job. Uh, if uh, people are going to judge him based on what he's done in a short space of time, uh, they might end up being wrong. But if they're going to judge him uh, pre-coronavirus uh, you know, uh, onset, and if he's done a great job before that, then, yeah, um, his uh, actions uh, during this pandemic uh, just kind of like fortify his, uh, his leadership uh, capabilities. Uh, but there's one other thing uh, that Joe Biden can can run on if he selected Governor Cuomo, and uh, it's the successes of this period. You see, um, uh, it's very fresh in people's minds. Uh, the election is, uh, you know, uh, not too far from, from from now. 
you see no. uh, people will, people will still be able to to remember the works that he's done but mm-hmm. like i said if he's being judged based on what he's done and not uh, the past uh you know they they could end up being wrong uh, brother Noel in um in new york uh, this man is saying uh, being judged uh, by the past what is the past for this man how would you characterize his past uh, uh, good, good, good morning ladies and gentlemen to start with good morning yeah good morning uh, as far as i am concerned as uh, being 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 uh, living here in new york he has yes. been he has been a good governor um, and not only that, his, his 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 whole family has been, you know, not his whole family. His father was also governor for New York, I think. His father left a, was, good, yes. a good name. Yeah, his father left yeah. a good name. He's making a good name. Uh, we haven't heard anything too negative about him. Uh, a running mate, I don't know, but his record, his record is his record is intact. His record is good. Uh, there's no, there's, there's no complaint uh, about him. Yes. Yeah. Now, have you finished the, have you finished the segment of what's on your mind? Oh, you, you, you have something. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no. I, I was going to start the segment, uh, the, 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 the main one on the bottom. But uh, we allow people to talk, uh, Nathan. Allow people to talk. On top of the hour, Mr. we can go into our discussion. Let's allow people to just, uh, you know, offload. Go ahead, my brother. Go ahead. Here yes, comes. I, 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 I have two things, but I'll just I'll mention the two things, but I'll concentrate on one. The first mm-hmm. thing on my mind is the closure of Prime TV. In That's a big one. And the, mm-hmm. the, second thing on, the second thing on my mind is the new case of the person who died in Kafue with the coronavirus. That's yes. what I want to that's that's what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um I'm made to believe that the person who died they did not know that he had the coronavirus until he died. Which means that this person the people were going to visit him in the hospital. Um People were coming to visit him at home as a patient. So I am really worried to say how do we in Zambia handle a case like this where a person was sick, but nobody knew that it was a coronavirus. He was in hospital for for a couple of days. Then they moved him to UTH for a couple of days, which means people were just thinking he's sick. They were not taking those precautions. And then when he died, they figured out he, he had the coronavirus. So I'm worried for, for the people of Kafue to say, how do they handle a situation like this? Uh, is the Zambian government able to handle a situation like this? Are they going to lock down the whole of Kafue? Would that be the right thing to lock down the whole of Kafue? Will they be able to reach everyone who was involved with this man? Because he, he was working. At a bank, he used to go to the gym. He used to go to church. He got sick. People came to visit him. So, I'm worried for the people of Kafue, and I'm worried on uh, for the people of Zambia. So that's what was on my mind to say. I mean, living here in New York and seeing how things escalated, 
I am afraid for my people and how bad things can, can escalate. Mm-hmm. No, Roger, let me... Before Noah, you, you come in, uh, let's just uh, uh, unpack what Brother uh, Noah said about the Kafiwe uh, thing. Here is our government which has been reporting zero cases for the past three days. Oh, we have zero. We have zero. We have zero. Congratulations. Uh, the question has been, that zero is based on what? If we've been testing people, we know that you, a, a good sample of our people have been tested, and now we can say we have zero. Or we are just doing a bad job. Only from the consumer incidents, it seems like the zeros we are getting from the Minister of Finance, our country is doing a bad job. Only 1,000 people have been tested in Lusaka so far. So that number is coming from 1,000 people. Who I got this information yesterday. Only 1,000 people have been tested. So the 40, all these people who, who are not negative or are positive is based on the 1,000 or the 1,000 people. So, some of these things are so, so, so. That is the same everywhere, even in the U.S. That's why we know that more people exactly. are probably infected, even exactly. in Florida. So, exactly. so my, point is this, my point is this, that to, to single out the Zambian government as if they are the only ones who are only testing a few people, proportionally, every other nation is doing the same. You know, they can only report figures based on what they test. So the question we should be asking them is, that, Mr. President, do you have enough testing kits? How can we get exactly. enough Exactly, that's what we're asking. So that you get that's what you're asking. And that's a blame. That's yes. a blame Trump is being given. That's a blame we are going to give you, Mr. Lungu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I don't think you're really you're really going to achieve much uh, uh, if I start blame. blaming uh, the the Zambian government. The the dynamics are very different in each space. You see that uh, if there are cracks in the U.S. system, the U.S. is a very developed country, and there are cracks uh, in, uh, you know, uh, gathering statistics on, you know, who has died of COVID, who has died of natural causes, and things like that. I think for us, uh, I'm not even, uh, you know, giving any excuse, but the, the, the amount of work, yes, can be improved. The quality of work can be improved, but given the circumstances, uh, the, you know, uh, given the, the, the country's level of, uh, of progress, I think they're doing a better job than expected. The question I'll ask you, uh, Kelvin, is what do you think the zero numbers they are giving, they've been given the past three days, does to the, world, to, 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 to the population as far as the awareness of coronavirus is concerned? What do you think that does? So they are giving those numbers, which uh, when the population looks at that, and depending on uh, the, the level of intelligence, some may construe it as, okay, this thing is being managed very well. It's not going to affect us, right? Some would still be scared and say, look, they've given us guidelines on how this thing can get uh, contracted. They've told us to social distance. They've told us to stay away, stay, stay home, and things like that, right? So it depends on uh, somebody's uh, level of awareness. Now, the numbers they are giving are based on those people that were symptomatic. 
Those were the people they've been able to test. Now, when it comes to asymptomatic people, right, they, they obviously haven't been able to test. And the numbers could be skewed. We don't know. You see that? Uh, uh, this, this is not an easy operation. Uh, trust me, there's no leader in the world confronted with uh, this pandemic. It's sleeping at night. Nobody you know, Italian you know, uh, you know why we need to make noise? Because this man went with, uh, I don't know if it was symptoms and everything. They never tested him. So we need to, 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 to make some noise. If uh, someone has uh, a fever, has a what? Before you put other people at risk, please, please, our government, test people instead of rushing to the microphone and telling us there is, there is zero. No, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, no, 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 hold on. Hold on. Let, let me go to Noah. Noah. Please. No, how do you know he was not I'll testing? come back to you. No. I'll, I'll come back to you. What was your question again? How do you know he was not tested? Oh, they said that. They said uh, that report. They said uh, he was not tested in Kafue. He was not tested in uh, in UTH. They found oh. out that he had coronavirus when he was dead. Oh. Noah, go ahead. <coughs> oh, th- thank thank you, Roger. And uh, we are still on the segment on what's on your mind. So what's on my mind? I think, let me respond to, I think, some of the things that have been suggested here. I think if Biden is is to go with uh, a coma, the governor from New York, I think in politics, you know how it works. He will be accused of not keeping his word because he went on record saying he's going to go for a woman. So that's point number one. So I don't think he's going to go for a coma. And number two, uh, for the gentleman in the... California, my condolences to the family have been in touch with the association president there in California. And that sort of raised up a, a very good, important topic, which we'll discuss more tomorrow on our Zanus radio segment. We've had a number of people who have called in, of course, concerned about this COVID-19, and they're worried about life, not having life insurance, final expenses. So we have put together a show for tomorrow at 2 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m. tomorrow. We are actually going to go for two hours. The first segment will be discussing with uh, a sort of economic empowerment for the men. And in the second segment, we'll focus on life insurance because a lot of people are worried now that, I mean, the, the COVID-19 is attacking some of the Zambians. So I just wanted to... So take a moment and sort of put that on record. And also to address the issue of the COVID-19. So the good thing in Zambia, of course, I think the fact that the cases in Zambia are not so much, which is a good thing. If Zambians were just dying anyhow, then of course we can fault the government or the, I mean, the Minister of Health. But the good thing is whether they are testing or not, or whether people are going on carrying with the, I mean, living with the condition, to a great extent, it's a good thing in the sense that people are just not dying anyhow. So if the gentleman in Kafue, uh, they found out afterwards. So somehow it's not possible for people to sort of, I mean, be on top of these things, looking at the type of Minister of Health that we have in Zambia, lack of resources and depending on everyone for, for aid. So 
it's a good thing in the sense that uh, not so many Zambians are dying anyhow, because if people are dying anyhow, then you'll be like, oh, no, we need to worry so much about testing. But the numbers are very steady, and there's some reports that seem to indicate that maybe the BCG injection or other factors are sort of providing some level of immunity to uh, our folks in the sub-Saharan Africa. And my last point is uh, I'm very concerned as a public health professional here in the United States. We have seen a prevalence, a high prevalence, especially in our people, black people, dying across the board. So I don't know what uh, we uh, in the diaspora, I think that goes to the question of some of my people calling me uh, worried about, hey, we have seen a number of black people dying, so we don't have life insurance. Some of us, we don't have our paperwork in order. What can we do? So just that's what's on my mind. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Roger, okay. uh, this is the boy too. Can you give me a well, second? We'll put a uh, brother Noah there. Um, this problem, I think they have really talked about it. Uh, as always, Musa and I uh, discussed it. So, why the black people are dying uh, more uh, when it comes to this COVID 19? Uh, what, what has uh, what, what has really happened there? Um, again, I, I, anyway, I, I, I don't know. I, I, others may have other ideas. Uh, very very quick. Uh, Roger, Mama, you have, you have, you have a short I, uh, comment, Mama. Uh, yes, go uh, ahead, ma'am. Uh, yes, uh, what's on my mind is uh, uh, some of us. The, the reason we are mad at the way. It's uh, the government is responding to COVID. Which government? The, the Trump government? The American government? No, no. The, the Zambian government. I'm sorry. The Zambian government. It's because uh, when you read things and the way they react to situations, it's always giving an order. Saying about our government, they're quick to say to tell you what to do, and quick to give an excuse or to blame something else. If you sit down right now and you look at our, our, uh, our PF administration, they are quick to shut down the Prime TV. They are quick to shut down uh, Post. They are quick to say, diaspora, you talk too much, you don't like us. You know, that's the reason some of us, we are asking them, please step down. <coughs> we have some people who are, who are uh, willing to give a good leadership. Roger, they said the other day you just came from Zambia, and you complain about the registration card. You stand in line for how long? I mean, just this this thing is a uh, uh, we've been issuing a uh, uh, identification cards for many years, but you tell me, uh, uh, 2020, you go there and they run you around, and then you expect them to come and say. Covert and they're going to react in a, in, a, in a good manner. I mean, they have not they have they have not shown how to organize to mobilize. The only thing they have shown is to, for them to take up a law and take Daniel Fortier because you embarrassed us. You didn't go in a good uh, 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 channels. Please leave the, the, the country. That, that is a. You know. That is a thought, Mayama. We really need to uh, think about uh, every one of us. I'm not sure what connections we have. I'm sure there are going to be COVID-19 packages 
um, third world countries but they have no will be lining up. Uh, we, we, sh we should really force uh, this on the uh, the donor agencies. Let's call the the IMF, the whoever will be doing a package for sub-Sahara. Our country, Zambia, you have to tie it to one of the prime TV. Tie it to that. You open this prime TV, you get a check. Or forget about it. In my view, anyway. Um, yeah, so, <coughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the the thing to do with Zambia, I don't know if uh, the contributors have already uh, uh, caved in on this or observation, the, the, the Moody downgrade of Zambia's rating, sovereign rating, and ability to uh, issue government bonds and uh, uh, the credit rating for the government of Zambia on Moody, I don't know if anybody has, has seen that. Um, in our region, uh, Zambia is the only country that has received the, uh, that uh, downgrade as of April said. So in the short term, the, it incapacitates the government from being able to uh, to borrow to 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 help with emergencies such as what is going on with the corona. And also, what we also need to see is that in the past we have said. Oh yeah, we just take up five million and go and invest in Zambia. That rating shows us the difficulty of you recouping an investment should you put your money in the Republic of Zambia. And then the other thing is when we are talking about assessing how the government is responding and the government is helping its people in um, in relation to the uh, COVID-19 in Zambia, we should not have. 100% an American perspective on the issue or Western perspective on the issue because the COVID-19 by nature is more prevalent in advanced countries and yes. very and a very low prevalent in Zambia. So our test really or measuring stick for the performance of the government on that is on the preparatory measures and intermediate measures that they are using because even if you look at the numbers, the numbers are so small even in Zambia for you to even rate government based on that. First of all, some of the people who may have it and may have not even been tested. The information system through which they can report is, is, is not um, up to par or is not up to par with the information system that we're using here in the West. So we cannot rate really to say they are doing better than expected. What, what, what is the expectation? We haven't set the expectation in the first place. We, we just want people to be safe. And when we're making noise about it, we just want government to be on its toes to, so that the people are safe. For right now, we don't have a proper information, a proper mechanism to have the kind of information that is on point that can help make decisions. But the downgrade in Modi is really a point of discussion because the government from this crisis is going to need money. And it's going to need money, and they're not going to be able to find where to borrow money. That's what it means. So we should go back to the aggregate and my macro management of the economy. 
And that is why we need better strategies and a better way of governing the country than what the PCF people have given us. Because the country needs to be prepared for crises like this. From this, we might have another crisis. How has the country prepared for that? You know, uh, if in the middle of a crisis we receive uh, a wake-up call, oh, there is a downgrade. The government is incapacitated. The government capacity to borrow or reputation to, to repay the money that they are borrowing is, is, is constantly diminishing. So there is need to, to just change the way we do things back in Zambia. Uh, the way we've been doing it, the way we've been governing, the way we've been trying to take the dynamics of the, of, of the economy is not, is, is not sustainable. We are going, if the corona ended tomorrow and the economy goes back to the people, you will see the amount of difficulties the country is going to face. Now they will be blaming the corona. No, it's because of the corona and stuff like that. But meanwhile, these underlying problems of economic mismanagement have existed. And the political will of the people must not be stifled. You know, uh, we, we are going back into the Kaunda era where people cannot talk. They come, they give us an excuse for why the post was closed. And that thing has gone. Then now they come and tell us about the Prime TV. Now they're also giving us another political excuse why those things. Why are they not giving us reasons for the growth of such industries? They are only giving us excuses for the demise of people's ability to work or people's ability to talk. We must seriously ask ourselves a question. Is this the best we can do? Dr. Gazonso, the point you raise about the numbers in Zambia and Africa, for that matter, of the COVID uh, infections or whatever the word is, being low should even work to our advantage as African governments. We need to mobilize, put things in place to say, should this thing escalate to the American, the Italian, the Spanish levels at which this has happened in other parts of the country, we are prepared for it, and this is what we are going to do. Unfortunately, that is not happening. I have not listened to the press conferences, the other Minister of Health, and what they are doing or saying. I will admit to that. But I doubt if they are saying, since we have four cases only, or we have three cases only, what we have decided is to keep this thing under control Apart from Bakapokola beating people around who they see walking around, <laughs> we've bought, we have bought so many masks, we've got so many ventilators, we have done so much for our health system. You see, the low numbers are to our advantage. In that, we need to work and prepare for those. That, that money, Roger, I keep saying this, that money that we have saved from the president, not traveling and government officials, it needs to be diverted to the health sector. I'll keep beating that point. That money that has been saved from the no travels by government officials should be diverted to the health sector. Okay, but you are assuming that that money was, was there in the first place. Uh, or no, the Roger, you and I know that if, if they want to do something, they'll find the money. They always find the money for election. Where does the money come from for election? Yeah. 
Okay, let's come now to the bigger uh, question uh, here. Who, who will help Africa? I hope that uh, also you are going to keep a lot of those points. Uh, I asked Musaba to do a small preparation. Um, Musaba, we'll give you five minutes. And then you're going to have some time as we go. Uh, some preparation. Who will help Africa? This question is based on what we are seeing where we are, uh, Nathan and, and everyone. Uh, Trump can just come to, tomorrow. Uh, he, uh, the other day he was printing $2 trillion. Now they want to print $2.3 trillion um, for, uh, for recovery. They, they are calling uh, recovery. Our only prime minister here in Karadana, Musaba, uh, uh, huge sums of money. We don't even know where that, that, that money is coming from. The Europeans are doing the same. Okay. Someone has a computer on and their phone on, so that is not possible. The question we are asking, who will help Africa? We don't have the power to print money. Our, our, our tourism industry is going. Our commodity, uh, those who, uh, the, the, the Nigerians, the Angolans with their oil, no one wants, uh, the price is it's horrible. Our copper, no one is buying it because there's no manufacturing going on. The question is, as we crumble because of all these industries that are going down, who will help Africa? Mr. Bago. Oh, it's good. Uh, on our side, it's good afternoon. Some people, it's good morning. Um, uh, thank you, Roger, for uh, this opportunity. Again, the question is who will help Africa? Um, we cannot fully address this question without looking at our past. Therefore, we have to consider our pre and soon after independence past. The Cold War, what it meant to be socialist and capitalist, and even if it makes any difference for such categorization. You have to bear with me as it is not possible to address this question without tracing our steps and predefine some terms of reference. My assumption here is that almost everyone has some understanding of Africa in the last 70 years. And statements are being made to help reach the conclusion of who will help Africa or whether that help is even needed at all. Colonial powers that include Britain, Germany, Italy, France, Belgium, Portugal, and Spain, were what came to be known as imperial powers. In the 1960s Africa, no one in the world considered these countries as socialist countries. Even when they had more public education, healthcare, public pensions than they do today, Everything they did as colonizers was to ensure that their countries benefited long after they had left our countries. But by the time African countries became independent, the Cold War that divided the East from the West was in place, the East being socialist that colonized no, no one and the West being capitalist that colonized everyone. Surprisingly, Today we have people insisting countries like Belgium and France are socialist simply because of public health. Our founding fathers disagreed with that categorization because to them what made the country socialist or capitalist is not whether it had public health and free education. That was determined 
by who held the means of production? Was it private or state? However, political soundbites have adulterated these terms that to some they have been tricked into thinking they are meaningless. The means of production and who controls them in any given country determines who maintains the power and in turn shares the spoils. Some innocently believes that, believe that they are simple labels when in fact they are true indicators of ourselves and in what potential investors look at. It speaks to the confidence in the economy and the trust that comes with it, including the rule of law. Zambia did not fight for independence from Britain because Britain exploited its citizens. It did because Britain exploited Zambia through its means of production. Therefore, the idea of avoiding free markets because of exploitation is a fallacy, and we are constantly seeming needing help for lack of it. Why does this all matter? It is because we have seen the statistics that tell us that Zambia, Ghana, Nigeria, and most African countries were better than countries like Singapore, Malaysia, and South Korea at the time of independence. Others have argued, but we are Africans, but we Africans are just corrupt. We have been cursed and are greedy. That myth can be debunked by three countries, Botswana, Namibia, and Zimbabwe. In fact, Zimbabwe even more so than Botswana in some cases, and I'll expand on that later. Botswana became independent two years after Zambia. However, they decided to stay with the market economy. And like Zambia, which abandoned it, the country has better free health care, free education, has a welfare program, hires teachers, nurses, and doctors from neighboring countries. Its, 19, its 2019 foreign reserves were measured at 6.5 billion US dollars. Its debt to GDP ratio is only 13%. And in that category alone, outperforms any country in the G7, and which, without a doubt, debunks the myth about race. Botswana's population is almost 100% Bantu, like Zambia. Namibia's independence came later, but it followed Botswana's path, and we don't hear economic horrors from that as well. Why did I include Zimbabwe in that category of Africa success stories? Because it was for a long while. Zimbabwe did not nationalize its industries, and for many years, the country was a superstar. I can't go into why Mugabe decided to switch, but the evidence is there to see in terms of the consequences that came with the nationalized economy, even if you are trying to do the right thing. This background is to actually highlight that the problem is not that we African are corrupt, but rather we pick the wrong economic models that on intuition alone cannot leverage the resources we have like Botswana does, and which has a consequence led to classification of perfectly good leaders like Kaunda, Michelle, Mukabe, Nyerere as bad when all they did was misread the importance of ideological politics. Which brings us to the question, who is going to help Africa? The answer is simple. People want skin in the game. Otherwise, they are not interested in whatever you do. People need to have a reason to deposit money in Zambia, in Zambian banks, or go to a national hospital, including staying in our hotels. That's tourism. People, together with their properties, need to feel safe. 
to do that, we need free markets, including stock and commodity exchanges, where capital can be raised and where African or even foreign investors can have confidence that if the investment, if they invest into something in Malawi or Zambia, no one will stop them from taking the profits or even close you down just because your opinion to to do not match that of government, um, uh, Prime TV in, in mind. Africa needs its own commodities exchange to meet the local demands before we even venture out. Botswana's reserves and debt to GDP ratios is only a tip of an iceberg of, potential, of the potential the continent has. Soon after Dr. Fundanga left the Bank of Zambia, he wrote an article in a global publication in which he mentioned that the entire, the African central banks have $260 billion of their reserves sitting in foreign banks and also wondered why African countries don't keep that money in their local banks as well lend it to each other. We also now familiar with France and CIFA in West Africa. In conclusion, the question is not that Africa is poor. It is not that it can't do it either. We just, not, we just need to employ a method that has been tried and tested and it is used for our benefit. Botswana has shown that with little patience and belief, what Africa needs are cooperating partners. Thank you. So first question, Musawa, mm. uh, before everyone comes in. The first question is, uh, what is the starting point? The, the starting point is, first of all... Again, the question we are asking, who will uh, help uh, Africa? Um, the, we, we want to discover. We want to do some discovery here. Who is going to help? So what is the starting point, Musawa? The, the first point is debt, right? The ability to borrow. That's, that's the key because everyone, you know, we, are, we are saying that people are, bring, are printing money. People are not just printing money. They are borrowing money, right? So Africa has to have the ability to borrow. Now, how do you know? No, they are how printing. Going? They are printing. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, anyway. <laughs> If you want to use printing, we can go that, but it will take longer to explain. Now, okay. uh, what I'm trying to say is that the reason China lends not really cash but gives loans to Africa is because everyone has done calculations. They know that the African countries have the ability to pay, no matter how you look at it. Even when you look at the poorest of any country in Africa, they have the ability to pay because they are not asking you to pay in three weeks. It's, it's a long process. It's 30 to 40-year programs, right, these plans people have. So on the issue of Africa being able to pay back, that is not a problem. We, we, have, bro we have borrowed money for much more useless things, right? The people that lend money, just need to be convinced that once we borrow the money, we can pay it back. And that's why it's important to have systems in place that can be trusted. You know, people have to trust. The reason foreign countries get involved in African politics to ensure, say, for example, that a president stays in power for 70 years is because they know that when that president dies, the new guy will change the system. Right? But if you have a system set up 
that no matter who becomes president, that the agreements that you had signed before will be in place. Right? People will be willing to lend you money. People will be willing to trade with you. So basically, that's, that's the starting point. Okay. Like I said, you are, you are another one who understands uh, a lot of uh, this uh, language. Uh, you, you heard Mr. Abazi, uh, you picked out, I'm sure, as a pre presentation. And uh, uh, COVID-19 vis-a-vis who will uh, 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 help Africa. Money, again, our, our leaders, like I said, are looking to IMF and uh, to wrong places. Let me say to wrong places for money. Uh, Musaba is saying, let's just get our house uh, in order. Uh, people who come will bring money. What say, what, what say you? What do we need to do? Uh, especially in case of Zambia, what do we need to do? Uh, th thank you so much for that question. And uh, Musaba's presentation is uh, helpful and also has uh, um, uh, uh, created uh, some uh, helpful pointers for us to, to draw upon. Uh, since my focus is on the Republic of Zambia, um, who will help us? The, the, simple answer, the simple answer to that question is that we have to help ourselves. Now, the, the thing is in helping ourselves, how do we do it? How do we do it? Uh, and um, I have always uh, proposed that uh, the best way to do it is to have um, the macroeconomic policy that takes into account the real national interest. The real national interest must be quantified in financial terms. Uh, for example, if the country is producing products that are worth $100 and we are selling those products, uh, but If a country is producing uh, products worth $100, and then we have only 90, uh, we have $90 finding itself in foreign places, and only $10 is sitting at home. It means that we are auctioning our productive capacity and our ability to self-help. Self-help means we must get a stake in our own efforts first. We must get a stake in our own efforts first. And then secondly, we must create initiatives that expand our capacity to generate resources from abroad into our own four corners or, four, or into our own borders of the country. When you go into the argument about socialism and capitalism, uh, there is no, we've always said it in this platform, there's no country that is 100% socialist, 100% capitalist. Even within capitalism, there are elements of socialism. Even within socialist uh, economies, there are elements of capitalism. Now, we have to evaluate. We, since independence, we put an economy that was centered exclusively on government. Government was the owner of the industries that produced the essential commodities, or any productive thing that we sent out. Then the Chiruba government brings privatization. But instead of implementing privatization, they implemented a form of externalization, 
in the sense that they transferred uh, enterprises that were run by the government into the hands of foreigners. That is not privatization. That is selling a country. That is selling your resources. So they spoke in good English, but they never carried out privatization. Privatization is a transfer of public entities into private hands. The private hands are dominant, predominantly those who are in the country, the citizens of that country, not foreigners, you know, celebrating foreign direct investment has a portion to improve the economy, but it cannot be the mainstay. If you create foreign direct investment as a mainstay of the economy, and that is the problem of Zambia. And that is where even the inability to service the bonds that the government is issuing comes from. So who is going to help Zambia? It is we ourselves, the Zambians. We need to change the direction of the country. How, and it's agent. It's as agent as yesterday. Because first of all, when the Patriotic Front government came in, we also have to ask ourselves questions. How has the Patriotic government improved, for example, private enterprise that is Zambia-based? And what other elements of the economy can, could they have done which haven't been done? And that is how we begin self-help. We can begin with agriculture. Tourism is not going to be there. Dollars for tourism are going to not come in the COVID or post-COVID era. It will take time. So we need to start re-engineering the opportunities, starting from just our simple capacity to feed ourselves, investment in, in, in enterprises that feed people, grow our own food, cut down on imports on foodstuffs from all over the world or other places. In fact, the COVID-19 helps us to actually renegotiate these uh, uh, loose ends that we have that takes Mozambian money out of the country to other countries like South Africa. So we have this huge trade deficit with South Africa. And, and it is almost an addiction to South African products in Zambia. But that is Zambian money that goes out of the country and never makes, makes its way back. So who is going to help Zambia? It's the Zambians. We have to change the direction and the way we are managing the country. Post-COVID-19, it is going to even be difficult to depend on debt. So we have to tie our, tighten our belts, those of us in the diaspora. We have to continue investing in macro product, pro, pro projects there to help support especially the industries that can grow products that can be used locally within the republic of Zambia. that's the way i think the direction we should take i like that i like that i like that uh number one we should feed ourselves uh, we, we need to, to feed ourselves I'm, I'm, I'm going to have some question on that uh, others may, 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 may come in. Uh, 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 where is the diaspora? Uh, diaspora continue to. Uh, I, I had a question, Vakasos, as regards uh, this uh, diaspora. And, and, and I hope we, we can listen to this uh, broadcast again and uh, write something which we can uh, give to our government. Where is our, especially the, 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 the diaspora, Bakasoso? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question. When we hear Prime TV is, is closed, what does that do? To, yeah, Zambia is our country. We, we want to invest into that country, definitely. 
But what does it do when we see our government behave this way to our confidence to, 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 to invest in our own country? What does this do? It damages the confidence, definitely. And um, it shows, uh, like I've emphasized, that um, one of the biggest uh, problems that we have with the current administration is in, in terms of ultra-capitalistic projects, so in, in terms of um, uh, ultra-private sector-driven projects, um, you do not have a good partner in the current administration for a number of reasons. The first one is the macroeconomic management that makes even working capital difficult to secure on the ground. So you could have the capital, but once you are in there on the ground operating, the, 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 the working capital is not going to be available. Why? Because all the resources and the productive capacity sucked out of the country and they just sit and do nothing about it. Maybe they give slogans or they go and print vitenges to go and campaign in Kabushi and other places and all that. But on the aggregate level, the, leak, the leaking pipe needs to be contained. Otherwise, the Zambia we knew since we were born, since we grew up, will cease to exist. So the confidence issue is not there at the macro level. At the macro level, so at the macro level, uh, we can participate. We can participate in trying to bring new direction to the country, uh, either intra PF or even look for leadership outside of the PF. You know, so uh, there, there, are, there are different things that we can do. Uh, but this whole thing of shutting down people's mouths. Uh, let them hear it. It's not helping. No, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I want to hear from others now. You, I, I think you've given um, a clear Musawa's uh, narration here. You need to be very educated to understand him. But he gave us a good background where you have you, you've simplified matters. Um, who is going to, to help us? Uh, where is Va? Where is Va? Bakalonde, Bakalonde, where are you? Bakalonde, uh, who is going to help us? Bakasonso is saying we should be able to feed ourselves right now before we put any finger in a politician. The idea of uh, importing stuff, Bakalonde, needs to stop. Like yesterday, we need to start Ukulima First, our food should not come from South Africa. If you remember in the Copa period, we used to say South Africa. Go ahead, Bakarond. If you should follow the, the discussion. Don't go quiet on me, Bakarond. Come on. Come on, Professor. Come on, Professor. If your mic is mute, maybe you are on mute. Open it up. Okay. Roger. Uh, Brother Alan. Brother Alan. Roger. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So yes, this is not. Okay, let Brother Alan, and then I'll go after him. Okay. Brother yeah. Alan. Uh, I, I, no, you go, Noah, since I think you've got a question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in practical terms, what uh, is it Dr. Casolso is saying, of course, when you're dealing with Zambians, sometimes you have to break things in simple English where people on the ground can easily understand. So, of course, when you talk about microeconomics and all that stuff, 
most people get lost in the process. So in simple terms, what we are doing here in Indiana, we are using the language that everybody understands. Because I think in public health, what we encourage is when we say certain things, say it on a grade 7 level so that everybody doesn't feel left out. So, for instance, here in Indiana, we are working on a project where we are trying to my executive here and others, we are trying to see how we can better empower ourselves, for instance, here in Indiana. A simple proposal that I pitch to the community is, imagine, uh, before I get to that, I think the United States makes most of its money, of course, apart from printing from thin air, they tax the people. And churches in Zambia, you look at the the TB Joshua's of this world, and everybody else, they collect tithes and offerings, that money coming from the people themselves. So the people have the money, number one. So my approach that I'm trying to work on here in Indiana is we are working on asking our people. Yeah, there's that echo. Hold on, I don't know if it's on me. Okay. Yeah, so we are working on a simple project. We are asking, uh, trying to get our people to think outside the box. Number one is Imagine a situation where you have uh, hundred Zambians. I pitched my people here, hundred Zambians, and then we ask each family to come up with a simple uh, $500. You find that within a short period of time, you have over $90,000 or $100,000 in raised in just even a month. Now imagine if we were to pitch in all the diasporans here in the United States, of course, Canada included, you find that if you have 15,000 people, uh, this is just estimates that I had from the embassy, you ask each each family to come up with $25 just as a simple tax or whatever you may want to call it. Overnight, overnight you come up with $375,000. And that money, that, of course, some of people are saying, how can we use that money. Of course, you don't give it to the government because, of course, there are always these issues of uh, corruption and things like that. What you do is, for instance, we have this COVID-19 going on. Everybody is worried about uh, sourcing the right PPE. So in Zambia, the diasporans, what we can do, for, for instance, is we could build a research center where we empower people coming from the UNSA and these other universities, get them right there in Zambia, put up the necessary infrastructure and uh, uh, necessary equipment that they have so that they are able to come up with uh, uh, research centers. For instance, I remember Santa was asking the Army Corps of of Engineers of Zambia what they do. I mean, I, I still wonder what they do. But when it comes to resourcing funds for Zambia, it starts with the people ourselves. What we can do is, of course, we have to chip in. So from here in Indiana, we are working on a simple project. We are trying to see if each family can contribute a certain amount, and then that amount is turned around and invested into a little project. So I think I just wanted to put it in simple terms that we in the diaspora can come up with simple contributions, but I'm very, very aware that when you ask Zambians to contribute even $10, they will tell you they are building in Zambia or they are sponsoring their kids. But I think we have to change our mindset. We have to be able to look out for one another. The, the, for Zambia to develop, 
for Zambia to be where we want it to be, we shouldn't only just rely on the government. I think even us in the diaspora, we should chip in these simple funds, donations here and there to a, to a noble cause, and then we we see what we can come up with. So that's my simple contribution. Okay, I, I think I just picked out uh, um, one item there uh, when you mentioned the taxes. Also, I don't know if this is one thing our ministry, I don't know if they can afford it to uh, reduce on taxes our overtaxed uh, uh, population in Zambia. But before you do that, uh, whoever here, we want to outline, feed ourselves. If we could pick one, two top, top models or top ideas, how are we going to do, to do this? Uh, feed, our, feed ourselves, because this is an emergency where we are going in. Uh, the Americans here, we have been locked in Canada here. They are sending checks. People can still get some food. We cannot do that. We, we need at least five items. How do we feed ourselves uh, right, right now? What should we do? The prison service? Or who? What are we going to do? Oh, um, Roger, I think uh, the, the, the solutions must begin at the family level. Because first of all, you can tax the country all you want. But if people do not see the results, the reason why Americans are willing to or accept paying even more taxes, because when you pay my taxes, the road in my neighborhood is saved. The highway is at least in Baba Porto within a week or at the latest, it's happened in one week, which is fixed. You what I'm saying? Some of those things are there. Now, in our case in Zambia, the honest truth is that uh, when we, the more money we get from donors, the more pajaros the ministers buy. So, so um, as citizens, if we're going down to citizen level, I think it begins at the family level. For instance, I was telling my uh, sister, we have uh, 10, 12 acres of land. That's so, let's look at you, Vachari. I can also put up these uh, comments. I'll, I'll be going back to them. Um, feeding ourselves, should, are we saying the cost of government needs to come down like yesterday? Uh, we've seen it in Rwanda. They've given up, I don't know if it was uh, April, I don't know if I agrees to that. April salary, they are, they are giving up. Um, should the cost of government, the cost of government in Zambia, Reduce drastically if we have to find money to feed ourselves. Who agrees? Anyway, go, go ahead. No, That's no. what I'm, I'm getting from you, what you are saying. Yeah, but, but absolutely, the, the cost of doing government in Zambia, um, like most African countries, needs to go down because we know half of those jobs that they have are not even necessary, but they are given because your cadres have to have a reason to keep campaigning for you. So you create jobs that are not necessary. You know that, and and they go to politicians. If those that money was allocated to the technocrats of Zambia, uh, and uh, let them do their job, their work, it would be uh, a different story. But given the environment that we are in right now, that's what I'm, I'm, I wanted to talk about. Where we are, how do we uh, go further? Because it's, it's difficult, Roger, to get the, the population of Zambia to begin to think about five years if they can't today. And eating today is a problem that we can solve without government, for the most part. You know, like, like we are trying example, to come up with emergency. Emergency. Let me give that example real quick. 
for the emergency measures. Uh, go, go ahead, go ahead. Again, we're talking about treating ourselves. What emergency measures can, can we take? Number one, I've heard from you, the cost of government has to come down, in, in my view anyway, in my simple mind. Mm. I don't like complicated stuff. Go ahead. Oh, yes, but what I'm saying is that given the government that we have today and what's happening, our, we can still encourage our families back home to begin to do some common sense things to help themselves. Like I was telling my sister, we have 10 acres of land doing nothing. You go and plant the yumbo. I don't need to send you money or the, every month. You can plant the yumbo and begin to eat. And, and that is something that uh, I think as Zambians were told that dependence that the government will provide everything. Some of that still lingers today. So there are common sense things. Instead of everyone moving to track, I go back to this. There's plenty of land. I may not have shoes, I may not have a car, but I will always have food because there's plenty of land. So those are some of the things that we can begin to do for ourselves. As far as what government should do for the people, that's a different story. But I'm not going to wait for government to feed me when there's, uh, I can grow a symbol for myself. Musala, how do you hear that point? How do you hear that point of uh, uh, families are stepping up? Uh, we hear all these stores, by the way, Nathan, they are closing. Uh, I'm a shopping malls. Because the, the, the quarter is out of out of hand right now, so they they, they, they are closing. Musaba, do you support? What do you, what say you? How can you build on this uh, uh, idea of feeding ourselves? Um, I don't know. Go ahead. Okay. To begin with, I think for people maybe you are listening to the show for the first time, there is no crisis in Zambia. Zambia is already feeding itself. I think we don't have a crisis. In terms of food, Zambia has no crisis. Um, and if you go to the market, you find a lot of food. The biggest problem Zambia has is that the, the shops, the grocery stores, do not accept, say the foreign ones, mm -hmm. they do not accept the, the local pro, locally produced goods. So they, a lot of mm. it goes to, go to waste. Oh, I like that. But I like that himself. You see, like so it's that. not that we don't actually have uh, the food. The food I, I, we have. I like that. Um, now, to expand on it, um, of course, everything changes. The crisis. Uh, the reason I mentioned um, borrowing is because um, it's not that it's it's going to drive the economy. No, we are, it, that's the emergency question, right? Um, and when I said borrowing, it's not really at the individual level. It's the country which has the assets that uh, lenders can trust. You see what I mean? You know, you know it's are, like you've already given, you've given me an answer, and the rest, if you know what I mean. No, 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 <laughs> because we have to understand what is at stake, right? Yes, if you yes. if okay, you no, hear no. that. All I'm trying to say is, even for we know for what Tiranda is pointing, you are local produce. Oh, I thought it was very clear. You see, the, the local produce, what we know, like at least what I know, and when I go to Zambia, when you go to the market, and most people, they are trying to find market for their products. That's the, even you, you share videos or even things of, of people that, uh, don't know where to take their mangoes. There are people with tomatoes. There's a lot of chickens in Zambia that people have no market for it, right? So, mm -hmm. they, 
and, and that's why I went further. So the issue is not really that there's no food. The, the bigger Now, that is not to say no one is hungry, right? So that's where I wanted to go. So when you see that there's food and no one is hungry and some, a lot of people are still hungry, then there's another problem. The problem is that people are not able to afford what is being, what is being sold, right? That's another, yes. another reason. Um, and now how do we put money into the hands of people that need it, you know, and actually in an emergency situation because there are people who even used to work. Like here we are talking about government sending out checks. How many times can they send checks, right? Um, but there, government is not even sending out checks. So we, we have to be really, really very creative in how we I, I like ensure that people again. have the food. I, I like the word creative, you know, food, you know. Uh, when we talk about us feeding ourselves, it just simply means that we take charge of the production of food in our country, including the food we buy in the store. Most of the people who eat food who buy food in Zambia, go to the shops. So, so, and when so, they go so, on those shelves, on the shelves they don't buy, they don't buy what do we, we make in Zambia. <laughs> because there, there's, that's the point we are going to find a fight with Musawa now uh, when he talks about his market-driven uh, economy. Uh, the South African wants, you talked about the South African, they want to bring their potato uh, in Zambia, a, a cheaper one grown in South Africa, which will require yeah, for yeah, an exchange. That, How do we fight yes, that, that one, remember, Pagarati, to, to the Paloco, yes, to, to, to the Asia Morocco? That, that is yes. what we are saying by feeding ourselves. We are saying, yes. let us not have an, a, a, a potato from South Africa being the one that is purchased in a shop when we can produce a potato that we can put on that shelf. That's feeding ourselves. And we are, pro- and we are producing Yes, we are. We are. We, yeah, yeah. We are producing. We are producing. But look at the component of foodstuffs that mm. are populated on our shelves from South African farms and South African dandies, uh, South African belt on those. They take a huge chunk of the market, and even some foreign exchange, from us. So we cannot say we are feeding ourselves hundred uh, percent. We mm. cannot say that. Boy, no, because no, I mean, we, even we fish, are eating. Even fish can we also are eating. That. No, we are eating food. We are eating food. We are eating food Imported food stuff. Imported food stuff. So when we say, when we say, let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. When we say let's feed ourselves, well, let's. When we say let's feed feed ourselves, let us saturate our market, local market, with our own food. Let us have it in our homes, in our stores, and everywhere. Let's feeding ourselves. Feeding ourselves is not just growing a little garden here. You feed yourself, and then when you go to the store, your cousin in the city is eating all food from other countries. Therefore, the amount of money they are working for is making its way out of our country. In the area of food, that is the starting place and a good starting point for us to even begin to rescue the currency. Because if we are not spending money on foodstuffs going into uh, the sub-region's economy, then our economy can begin to strengthen that is my opinion on that anyway. So if we are saying that 
we, 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 we are growing our own food and we are eating our own food, then we are ignoring the economic fact. The economic fact is that we have lots of imported foodstuffs and lots of commodities that we can produce ourselves. And that is where, that, that is where my emphasis is. Yeah. Saturating yeah. production yeah. Right. and saturating no. uh, uh, <laughs> the marketing of the food enterprises within the country. Who will help Africa or who will help Zambia? Uh, we have said ourselves, so we are putting some meat up. But I can very nicely here government yeah. spending. Government spending needs to be to, to, to be revisited, like call the president government spending we need half of the ministers gone. Even that plan but, uh, take it back Roger, Roger, like that plan. Roger, Roger, on that point that's why I wanted to drive it to. After my sister can produce this jumbo, we now tell the government you can't allow ShopRite or anybody to import this jumbo to sell in their stores because we produce this jumbo in Zambia. That's yes. the part that the government can play. Because if they say we don't package up to standard, if they are not allowed to bring any jumbo outside of the country, they will do one of two things. Either they will accept this jumbo the way we give it to them, or they will bring machines that will package this jumbo properly so they can sell, put on their shelves. One or the other. If they, that's where government plays a role. We produce enough maize, no more importing maize, buy local. That's the part that the government plays, and our part as the local is coming in. Roger, I want to come in. I want to come in from this angle. Uh, the issue of importing food. I'll take a, a, a little bit of a longer route here. Why weren't we? Why was wasn't why wasn't there imported? a lot of imported food during the First Republic. Why? We should ask ourselves that question. I, I want to take us back to what Musava presented on this bigger picture. He referred to Botswana maintaining a market-driven economy. We grew up, I remember, I grew up when the mines were RCM and NCCM. That was in the First Republic. I grew up when there was Dunlop, Colgate, Palmolive, in the manufacturing industry. In the construction industry, we had what we call Lewis Construction, Mindstone, Zerko, which was a parastato. Roger, we had Kingstones. Are you remembering these things, Musaba? <laughs> we had, we had, oh, I'm trying to take you back to the point you made about a market-driven economy. Roger, these things were happening in the First Republic. You all remember that the government had what? Is it, remember the percentages in the mines were what? 51% and 49%. Noah said, let's talk in simple terms. You remember that arrangement? I think the, the unique government and then the mining companies are the 51% and 49% equity in the mining industry. Things were thriving. We saw how the mines had that social economic responsibility to our communities. Okay? Come MMD on the scene. What do they decide to do? Like like Asunso said, that was not privatization. That was selling a country. 
we didn't need i'm trying to take us back roger to the point of a market-driven economy in a one-party participatory democracy a dictatorship we called it things at a certain point were running very well of course we know dr kaunda's policies also went worldwide and the economy fell apart when they nationalized the mines and everything else so at that point when the economy was thriving in a one-party participatory democracy, so-called, what made things work, Musaba? It was the economic policies that that government had. And one big component, which I keep beating on this show, Roger, you know I'm a big proponent of this. The rule of law was in place. Very People feared Gaunda. Very good. People feared the Kaunda and it worked for us. You see, you are talking about how Africa is going to help itself. So what went wrong? Here we go. There comes our Christian president, Chiloba, who decides to sell everything. I'm sorry to say the Christian president, but I just had to throw that one in. So here comes <laughs> this government, and they, sell, they so-called privatize everything, and we stop getting the benefits of these privately owned mines like we used to under the one-party participatory democracy. Again, Musaba, what went wrong? It's the rule of law, in my opinion, Roger. How, how we will help Africa? Africa needs to get its rule of law in order. That yeah. needs to be strong. Yeah. The rule of law says to you, look, if you say you are a democracy, like I have said, my position on democracy has evolved. There's no such thing as democracy to evade us here. If you say you are a democratic country, then let the TV stations in their multiplicities exist. Exist. Let the newspapers exist. Let the radio stations exist. You see? So... It's a very, very compounded, uh, it's a combo type well, of like, like I thought about Chariapa. That sounds like I thought about Chariapa. It's like he, somebody makes noise the way you have, but Murika Jue, Mukatsumura Mine, Masaka Tora Maka Jue, Mpa, Makafumiamo, Makavika Pepe Pala. Rule of law at Watembo Valungu. If you don't do anything about it, you don't make it. Today and today, you pa. No one will help Africa, uh, Mr. Lung. I know you are listening. No one is going to help Africa. Without the rule of law. Yes. On, on the one, one big point here on the rule of law, but everybody, most of us were growing up in the times when there was other CM, NCCM. Did Dr. Kaunda struggle with collecting taxes from the mines? Did he struggle? Why, is the, uh, why did MMD struggle? Why is PS struggling? It's the, I still well, say well, it's the argument of the rule of law. No, no. It's the argument of the government. Now, they are private. Musawa's friends, the capitalists, they hide the numbers. They don't tell the... The, 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 the true numbers. Um, for anyone, yeah. Now, 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 now,
feed, we should be able to feed ourselves. And in feeding ourselves, the excess money we are talking about, the cost of running government, that one is, is, is down. We should be able to feed ourselves without competing with the South African food. Without competing to the South African food. Uh, to me, like, also what that does is uh, it will motivate even those people to do something about producing food. Instead of fighting uh, the fish, he fished to the Zambia. Uh, it comes from covent uh, country, China. That's where it comes from. Birim, birim. Bananas, they come from Mozambique. So we should be able to... to, 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 to uh, Mr. Lungu, if, if you are listening, call upon your children in diaspora. We have a little bit of money we can bring back to, to Zambia. We have a little bit of money we can bring back to Zambia. But do one thing, please. That playing with the Prime TV and stuff where we get our news eh, is not helping. Bring back Prime TV and you announce on Prime TV, I'm calling on the children in the diaspora. Come here, come here, come here. There is this, there is this. We don't care if we are going to make profit. Anyway, we care. Anyway, we care. Then there is the rule of uh, the rule of law. If you start respecting, the, are these things? Uh, who haven't said anything here? Uh, Blair, Blair, say something, my brother. Can our president just wake up one day and start respecting the rule of law, or we should we force him one way or another? Because this COVID uh, COVID nineteen, what it is doing, man? The reality, we are going to take things with uh, kids' gloves. Nkondo inombaya buke. COVID-19. Nkondo. Ebert, go ahead. Thank you, Brother Roger. Yeah, this is, uh, of course, a very complex issue, and we didn't get here in one day. And uh, like everybody has said, it's going to take uh, a lot of effort to put us back in, uh, in, in, the, in the right path. The first thing, of course, is to observe the rule of law. And uh, then the second part is that uh, the Zambians themselves have to take ownership of the problems that we have. Mm-hmm. Both the Zambians at home and the Zambians in diaspora. Because we are all beneficiaries of uh, the heritage that we've, uh, we've gone through. You know, The policies that uh, the First Republic had and uh, President Kaunda brought uh, free education and uh, there was uh, employment and there, were, there was uh, the building of our national infrastructure because we all know what the country looked like in uh, 1964. There was no university, there were no hospitals, so they had, of course, to do what they had to do, though it appeared it was uh, a socialist uh, Thing, but they were trying to bring resources to the country, education, health, roads, and all that. And where it went off track, of course, is where we started now, not transitioning, because at some point, those subsidies were unsustainable. So the same thing might happen now if uh, we all say the government should jump in and start uh, feeding people. The government does not have the tax base to raise the money required to feed all the Zambians. It is the people who have to start producing, like we have said. 
Zambians, and I'm glad now they've taken uh, agriculture very seriously. People are growing, even in Osaka, there are people with farms. That's the way to go. Now, as far as uh, how, you know, to, to make sure that uh, the, the, the date and uh, this thing is uh, grown to a level where it's not just food, but other things. Because right now, to produce even a, a mask in Zambia, we don't have, uh, you know, the, the means to mass produce the, the masks that are needed to protect ourselves from the virus. Uh, why is that the case? Because, uh, you know, we don't have enough sewing machines in the country. We don't have enough factories. So how do we um, build the capacity to, to be able to do that within Zambia? It will take us in diaspora, putting our monies together, starting these little projects, like we've said. And once we do that, little by little, we'll get somewhere. And I think uh, it is necessary for the leadership also to discourage, like we're saying, the importation of things. We cannot be a consumer community, a consumer country. We cannot be. We have to start producing these things. And I, I thank God that this corona thing has come through because it, it, it will change the supply chains across the country. Even in the U.S. here, they're talking about bringing back the manufacturing back to the U.S. because they've seen how vulnerable you are when you rely on China, and then there's this thing, and now nobody, you know, we don't have access to ventilators, we don't have access to PPE. So every country, I think, who start looking at developing capacity to take care of their own needs within their own country, and I think if we work together between the Zambians in diaspora and the Zambians back home we can get to a point where one day we'll be, you know, self-sufficient in, in most things. Of course, you cannot make everything, but at least basic things we should be able to produce within our country. Food, number one. Then you talk about shelter. You talk about even the roads, because right now it's happening, even when they're building a hospital, you have to bring people from China to do it. And yet we had, like um, uh, Nathan has said, we had... Uh, uh, Construction companies in Zambia, there was capacity, you know, but somehow we let all that die away, and um, now the roads are uh, uh, the Chinese, you know, Avic, uh, everything. The airport is built by other people. So what that means is that, you know, whatever money we borrow, it goes back out because, you know, you're paying other people to do everything for you. So... The key thing is, number one, we have to feed ourselves. Number two, we have to take ownership of our, our nation. We have to start taking care of our own problems. If it's a school that is missing desks, there are people who can cut down trees, and even in the village, you can build a stool. You should be able to build a desk for your for your for your primary school in in, in a rural area. You know, so it's taking ownership of things like that. I think that 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 will get us to a better place. I will. I'll stop here and let others okay. continue. Yeah, well, well, well put, but look at in trees, please. Look, look, look at in trees. Um, <laughs> That's where the furniture <laughs> comes from. <laughs> uh, well, let, let, let's be, we can be green, you, you know, and that's where we are going to call our people from Savasset. Let's be creative. Um, uh, Brother Nyambe, in Oklahoma, throw, throw in one yeah. here. We have five minutes to go. 
Yeah, I, you know, I think I've been listening to, you know, we talked about reduced government, the rule of law, and then the trade yes. imbalance that, you know, almost uh, buy Zambian, utilize Zambian companies, almost a, a Donald Trump approach. Uh, you know, one thing that I think about from a tech standpoint, <laughs> I've always wondered, I've always wondered that, you know, Zambia being landlocked and the number of trucks that just go through Zambia if, if and just destroy our roads, if, if we're really, you know, taxing these 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 uh folks like we should be taxing them you know you know so i think you know we there are some opportunities not we don't need to tax the people but there are some opportunities where we, we need to be taxing where we're, we're just our eyes are closed and people are taking advantage of us but you know one point one thing i wanted to say is during times you know opportunity opportunity during times of crisis you know right now the the the, the guys that will be successful 10 15 years from now uh, making big chess moves in the crisis. You know, I, I, I'm sitting here being in the energy sector, and I hear Ch- India is filling up oil reserves. Uh, you know, the U.S., there's been discussion about filling up their oil, oil reserves. You know, so what kind of, you know, one of the things I want to talk about is uh, the decisions that we're making now to get us ready for, for the uptake because it, 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 it's going to, to come. So, you know, I've, I've been thinking recently about some of our strategic reserves and if any, if there's one variable that we, we have the challenge controlling is, is really our energy sector, which is really where we should be strategize, strategizing now in terms of food. You know, we can, we've can we got that capacity, and we just need to do a smarter job managing that right now. Well put. Well put there. Uh, you, 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 you said something like in passing, uh, the, the, the road use, road use. At Insha, if you never be getting a couple what, what do you call them? Those things. Doors. Doors, doors, doors. The money coming, all, all that money coming from uh, uh, the doors. The people using uh, uh, using our our roads. Uh, all this goes back to the uh, big government. I don't know if we should call it big government, but the cost of of government. Because I, I trust me, Musaba. Every way coming from those doors. Is paying for gas for some minister. It's paying for a GST uh, somewhere. There is money, brother, uh, brother Nyambe, coming through the roads. There is money coming through the roads, but it's going to the uh, to, to the running of our of our costly government. Anyway, tomorrow join uh, our brother at uh, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they will be running the show. Um, I hope we have we haven't exhausted, but we have started the discussion where we are going to point to. Stop asking for money from the outside. You know, we have money in Zambia, says Musaba. The money is there, but half of the government has to go. Let's put that money to productive use. That's what I've heard from here, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your help as always. Um, until next week, same time. Have a good weekend. I experienced my first coup d'etat at the age of four. Because of the coup d'etat, my family had to leave our native home of Ghana and move to the Gambia. The third question would be in reference to Ara Kelly.
I'm a queen, I'm a star, star. Black African diva, bizarre, bizarre. Us women will shine like stars. Start from the bottom and rise right to the top. You're wonderful, loving, and strong. Nothing is stronger than a woman's words. I'm the piece of the puzzle that's missing, baby. I compete in the earth. Call me Shiva. But just call me Mary, my care, 